Hello, welcome to the University of Brighton podcast. I'm Richard Newman. This week, it's the second of our Graduate Show 2020 specials because today, Friday 3rd of July, it's the launch of the School of Architecture and Design end of year show. And you can view all the amazing work via the link in the podcast description and we'll give it a little bit later as well. I'm joined by five of the students involved and just like with the art, media and humanity students a few weeks ago, we're going to talk a bit about their work and their experiences at the University of Brighton. So I think first we're just going to go around, uh, introduce yourselves and a brief outline of your projects. I think Alistair, first of all. Hi there, I'm Alistair, um, third year architecture student, um, just handed in. Uh, my project was reintroducing a market street and a market to the seafront of Brighton, um, sort of carefully demolishing through a hotel. Um, and the marketplace was sort of taking old uh, materials and parts and broken bits and making them into new. I'm Hannah. Um, I'm also a third year architecture student. Um, my project was um, based around this this old warehouse I found in the north of Brighton. Um, and I, I've sort of injected some new spaces into this old building to make um, a new doctor's surgery and, and converting a scrapyard next to it into a, a therapeutic garden space for uh, patients and uh, physicians as well to experience sort of the health benefits of experiencing nature alongside medical care. Hi, I'm Zara. Um, I've just finished the interior architecture course. Um, I basically designed a hotel um, to show how circular economy and an ecological environment can fit within hospitality. Um, its concept is basically on how we use different types of circular economy um, to create a sustainable ecological surrounding while still containing elements of luxury um, because I didn't think that uh, visitors should choose between uh, staying at an eco-friendly hotel or a luxurious hotel so I wanted to put two and two together. Hi I'm Shamila, I'm from Interior Architecture as well. Um, I was in a studio called Broadcast Industries and we were looking at how UK is in a period of transition and how this affects us but mostly the British culture. We had to create a Festival Britain 2022 and as a theme we had to find a personal approach to the British identity and um, as a final proposal I created a melanoma research centre and its aim is to find a cure um, to fight skin cancer. I'm Michelle and uh, my I'm also part of the interior architecture course. My work for the grad show was based on the futuristic approach to graveyards. I was looking into technology and how technology will become the norm. And so my project was to bring back a personal connection to the whole in growing world of technology of graveyards. Cool, so really wide variety of projects there. Some of you've got kind of crossover as well. And um, I mean, yeah, there's quite a few of us in this conversation, but hopefully it'll be, uh, it might be a little bit chaotic, but it's all part of the fun. I think we'll just talk a little bit about some of your projects. Hannah, let's start with you. It's, um, it's really topical at this time as well, health and well-being. so much of the focus during all of this craziness during COVID. What drew you to the project? Well, it's um, health in architecture has always been um, the most important thing for me when I'm 
when I'm sort of researching and designing since my second year really um, and yeah it was quite it's quite good time well not good timing but um sort of quite strange that this happened at the time that I'm sort of working on a doctor's surgery and th from the research I've done for my dissertation um, it really came across to me that we have within within the world of design we have so much power to sort of really um, encourage public health and encourage physical and, and mental healing um, and I really feel like it's our responsibility to exploit that power um, and that sort of research is what I what I formed the basis for my final uh, design projects and I um, yeah my intention was to just sort of use the research that I've already done um, in my dissertation and sort of try and implement that into into a built project and it just so happened that a global pandemic occurred <laughs> at the same time yeah what timing um Alistair and, and Zara uh, your work focuses on a lot of, on responsible architecture kind of similar themes there I guess um Alistair the final projects for you reintroducing the market street to Brighton what's the what's the thinking behind that Why, what drew you to it and um how much could we actually benefit from something like that? Uh, well, in initial thinking was there always used to be a market street joining um, right up to Brighton seafront. And then in the 1980s, I think there was a huge development by the town hall. There's a the jury's in hotel sort of sits right over market street. Um, so I guess that was a development that blocked off the street. Um, I thought it sort of weirdly cut off Brighton. So, um, I'd like to sort of reintroduce that sort of walking through. Um, I also completely demolished the King's Road on the front in my project. So no cars can no longer connect each side. Um, Luxury. Sort of try to reroute it round Brighton, but I don't know if that would actually work. Um, and yeah, I guess sort of then tackling consumerism through making old into new. Um, I think it's something that we should all try and do. Um, you know, there's all the shops along all the markets and streets, all new, 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 but no old into new, apart from a sort of tailor. Um, so yeah, that was kind of the initial thinking. Mm. I mean, how much could we benefit from something like that in general to kickstart businesses again? I think we all, a lot of us have sort of rethought the way that uh, we lived our life during COVID, supporting local business as well, small businesses. I think a lot of us, a lot of people are are switching off from, from, from big brands and wanting to get back to that sort of, I guess, that kind of market feel from like years gone by, de decades gone by. Yeah, I think that sort of, sort of, I tried to show that in my project as well, sort of um, all these markets places are very different characteristics in the architecture. Um, I think that's, you know, rather than the monotonous sort of shops you see today, maybe that's something you can explore. Um, yeah, it's quite an interesting thing to go through. Yeah. Um, Zara, your project focuses on the circular economy and um, it's, a, it's a key theme at the university and especially in your school, um, the likes of Nick Gant and Duncan Baker Brown um, with their projects and Community 21. Um, do you think that actually a hospitality industry could do a lot better, that could be a lot better at this and incorporate some of the thinking that you had in your project? Yeah, I do. I think 
quite a large portion of the hospitality industry does take this um, one use wasteful approach and I kind of wanted to show that there are so many different um, ways that we can integrate circular economy and ecological systems or ecological ways into hospitality um, so that we're not making new materials but we're actually upcycling from um, existing materials. Um, I think a lot of my ideas came from um, the climate crisis within like the ocean so rising sea temperatures and um, ocean acidification and I kind of went from that um, and part of it was the fact that um, the like shellfish from the ocean they their shells basically disintegrate as a cause of ocean acidification and I wanted to tie that into my project um, and it just tied nicely that seashells can actually be used as building materials as I aggregate and stuff so it will kind of like work together. Uh, Jamila can you tell us about your research um, centre projects the the cancer research centre projects and, and why that meant so much to you and, and why you decided to, to, to go down that route? Well um, I had a personal issue the first semester of uni and this led me to explore um, the possibility of having more medical research facilities um, about melanoma because it's one of the most dangerous cancer in the UK and I don't think many people know about that. So I just wanted to, yeah, involve the community as well um, because obviously my um, cancer research uh, center has a contaminated area as well so people can go there and learn and be inspired from from this research as well yeah that sounds really interesting and finally michelle um fascinating one on futuristic approach to graveyards um where did that idea come from and and, and what are we talking here what do you what's the sort of prediction of of what could happen long into the future and then, and, and, and what was your thinking then about bringing people a bit more closer together again in sort of an online space? Yeah, so I found some statistics that showed that by the year 2070, that all uh, media accounts such as Facebook and Instagram, they would become um, memorial accounts because of the people that, the death rates and the population. So looking into that, and I found other statistics that in the city, Paxung, there was a city where most, because due to the small land space, they had to dig up all the graveyards to create space for the living. So looking into those two things, I, create, I wanted to create a space that would accommodate that kind of situation. So understanding the technology that will soon become by 2070, which will essentially be a solution for us in the future, even now if we think about it due to COVID, we're learning through technology. So I wanted to create space that people could come back to, to have a personal connection with that they can do that currently in common, common graveyards. So that's where that research and that project came about, looking into statistics as such. Mm. And what does it look like in the end? So I've created a space that have three different activities, um, planting and making diamonds out of ashes and it's still incorporating the on online element of the graveyard and bringing that all together, I've created three different things that individuals can do that can 
connect them personally to a person for example planting it's growing and um that itself represents life and death and um having a my space create has little pods inside so which creates a private element where a person can spend some time within that element such as when you go to a current graveyard you can spend some time by yourself um mourning the death of the person which can be done in that private space and obviously when you make diamonds out of ashes those who cream make the ashes because that would usually become a solution to um compensate the land space that will incorporate having a piece of person with you will be more momentous for a human being so yeah wow okay um I was trying to kick off a, a bit of discussion really and, and really I really do encourage you just to just to chip in and cut into each other if you want to um I think it's really interesting that basically you look through, you look through all of your projects and how they kind of I don't know they must feel kind of they've kind of changed a little bit with COVID I guess but they all feel really relevant in their own kind of way of how you, they could be almost be adapted to the current situation as well do you find that you've, you've worked since, um, I guess you've been working all year on these sort of things, and then you get to the end of it. Do you kind of look back at your projects and almost in a different kind of light now, even though that you've been, you've spent so much time with yourself in those projects? I don't know who wants to kick off. By doing a lot of my work at home, I think I've had a lot more time to actually reflect on what I'm doing. And um, because I'm sort of on my own a lot more, um, I feel like I have a lot more time to really evaluate what I'm doing and why and sort of question things a bit more which um has its own difficulties as well <laughs> I think it's a lot easier to overthink things when you're on your own trying to work something out but um it does I found it does make me think about the way I do work very differently and sort of question what I do th why I do things and um what would I have done differently if I was still in a studio I, I do find I did find it um yeah, it did change the way I thought about my work and how I produced it. I found yeah. kind of similar. I found it um, a lot easier to work from home, actually, because I didn't have uh, any distractions. But one thing that I did miss about not being able to go to uni is seeing everyone else's work pinned up. Um, and like that in itself gives you inspiration to how you would maybe go about uh, setting out your work or um, I've had friends like give me ideas about what I could do and what I could include into my project. So that was it's kind of um, pros and cons to both sides, I think. I completely agree, actually, because um, I found it surprisingly easy to work from home. Um, but halfway through the end, I felt like I needed someone next to me, uh, like a classmate or even a tutor just you know to look at my work and say okay yes it's right no it's not right and i came down to the conclusion that the physical interaction between people is a very important aspect of my learning i mean i don't think i'm the only one who thinks that yeah i agree i'm usually the sort of person that likes to work in the studio because of the environment but having to work from home it made it a lot easier for me to realized that I do work better at home because of all the time I had and I always ended up doing a little bit more even if I was doing something else with it so yeah. It sort of showed how collaborative design projects should be and how collaborative they are and it was very easy and dangerous to become 
to turn them into very insular projects. So just thinking about yourself, what you're doing, and not the wider picture. I think it's interesting that we've all had to find, everyone's had to find new ways of working, haven't they? And I think, um, I think sometimes it depends on your situation. I guess if maybe if you're if you're living alone, it might be a bit more tricky. I think a lot of people have quite liked being able to have that space in their own home space to to get some more work done. Maybe they can refocus. I know that's kind of the case from for me. I, I probably do work better from home a lot of the time, but you do miss those actual physical interactions. There's only so much that Zoom, Microsoft Teams can can really do, isn't there? Um, there's no hiding the fact that it's been a really difficult end to the year and you know end to time at university as well i mean it's you know how have you all sort of found those emotions it's a it's 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 a weird weird time and then here we are with you know no physical end of year show which is obviously completely understandable there's no way we we could have done that in terms of pre-planning of course we're recording this before a weekend where things are reopening again but that would have been extremely short notice um and it must've been a blow, but I kind of want to know what your emotions were in terms of when you found that out before we get on to talking about the actual online show, just, just all those feelings. I, again, I don't know who wants to kick off on that, but it, it's a strange time. And I'm wondering how you've all dealt with it. It was very upsetting when Mike user told us, um, especially because um, interior architecture and as well as architecture, I believe is a practical cause. So, the fact that we present our physical model is um, something very important for us. And now that it's not going to be a physical show um, and you're not able to present your models, it's like a missing puzzle of your completed project, isn't it? Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I think also because everything's kind of revolved around the grad show, everyone looks forward to that at the end of the year. Um, and then once you get there, it's like this buzz and you have drinks and, you know, you're speaking to new people, you're speaking to your peers. Um, it's quite a disappointing that obviously that isn't happening, but I feel like it's been made the best out of a bad situation that couldn't be controlled. Yeah, so it feels like an underwhelming ending to an overwhelming year. So, but I do don't mind the whole online grad show either. I think that was actually a, a very great solution considering the situation and the circumstance. So I think that can also work in a favor in one way or another. Like I think because of the online grad show now, people can view our work, those that haven't viewed what will not be able to view early on. So I think that kind of works in our favor. Yeah, I think you summarized that perfectly, Michelle. It's been, you know, architecture, interior architecture, quite work intensive courses. And it's quite strange to have it sort of, um, it feels like it's just sort of petered out at the end. But I do think there is a silver lining to having an online end of year show because um, when we apply for jobs, it's, it's all going to be done online and having already a platform with your work on it um, just helps you make another step closer to, to you know, to being prepared for um, making applications for jobs which is for quite a lot of us our next step once we've graduated. Yeah I think sort of if university is like a collection of sort of memory memories that you collect physically especially in interior and architecture there's no sort of physical memory for the end of this that <laughs> you upload your pdf online and you're like oh I'm done um, but I guess it is good practice to explore how you present your work in the virtual 
um, the digital and the physical. So I guess we have both of that, which we're quite lucky. Yeah, and, and you, I, you just completely understand the fact that for all of you, it's, just be, it's really difficult when you first found out that wasn't going to happen. Um, it's interesting we talked to you about the first part of the grad show as well, which went live um, a couple of weeks ago. And someone was saying, mentioning that it's sort of a captures this moment in time really this is the you i think one person said this is the class of covid and you know at this this point you can't really you know there's nothing you can control about this situation and nothing any of us can control this situation but you've got this sort of professionally curated exhibition now as you're all saying this portfolio of work which is contained within one online event i mean it seems like you know a lot of work's gone into this um there's an ascent sense that we're you know trying to make this into an event there's some fantastic sort of branding and everything that's gone into it from your school so i guess i mean some of you touched on it already but how much um does it mean to you that you, that you do at least have something and and then yeah i guess like how useful could it be professionally when i don't know when you're applying for jobs or something like that yeah the the website's like it's not too corporate which we're quite, I'm quite happy about. There's a bit of bit of fun branding, like you said. Um, and yeah, I guess you sort of, it does mark the change in maybe will there ever be another physical exhibition of our work? Um, it's so easy to send over a website. So I guess, yeah, it's maybe the mark of the, the end of the physical exhibition at Brighton. I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure how long it's staying online for, but obviously if it, is staying on for a little while then it is quite good for potential employers to look up work and see and it does give a quick overview of um, what the final project was which I think is quite useful as well as small captions um, and then even to show if you've done a 3d model um, they've got that great way of showing the 3d model within um, the site which is great because it obviously shows that you can use Vectorworks or whichever platform to do it. It's quite nice to have like a little sort of capsule version of your project. Um, it's sort of, it was a nice opportunity to sort of go through and pick out favorite parts of your work because quite a lot of people in the, on their page on the show, you sort of, lots of people put sort of highlights of their work on there and it was quite nice to um, just, yeah, go back through your body of work and, and think these are the drawings I'm really proud of and, um, and bring them to light in the in the front of of your page rather than um if i was just applying for a job otherwise i might have just sent my whole portfolio which is quite long and those things might have got lost in there so it's also quite a nice opportunity to go back through your work that you might not want to <laughs> look back through after handing in and actually think actually yeah, i'm really proud of this yeah and it's also fun to look at other people's work because on the website you can access other people's work you can see how everyone else has gotten along during this time and how you've managed to do comparison to everybody else and it's fun to see how how far we've gotten with all our work yeah i completely agree with all of you um but not only this for example i was thinking about my family they can actually see all my work instead of you know flying over here and see some of the bits and so yeah it's a very convenient for them this is a bit of a, a cliche question, I think. Well, it definitely is. Um, but I guess looking back at your, your time at university, what do you think, how do you sort of say you've changed? And I, I, I don't, that might be, 
um, the way you work. It might just be the way you approach things. And I know we've all changed a lot probably over the last three months with us having to rethink things in our own lives with COVID. Um, but I don't know who'd like to kick off, but can you sort of, what are the big sort of takeaways that you've got in terms of the way that you might have changed your, your personalities and ways of working? Coming from a um, different country, uh, I had a, an idea and an approach to university completely different. You know, I thought um, university was the, you know, you had to go to university uh, without making any mistakes and you are an adult, but at the end of the day, you have to make mistakes to, to learn, isn't it? So, um, and to improve as a person. So university gave me this opportunity and I changed in this way, more confident as well about my work and myself. And I know what I like, what I don't like, and what I want to pursue in life. So, Yeah, for me, confidence was a massive one. I mean, I remember starting university and would do anything to get out of a pin-up orientation. Um, and now I'm quite happily can talk about my work. Um, and I think that might be to do with the fact that I'm picking topics or issues that I'm really interested in. Um, but yeah right at the beginning it was more like I wasn't sure what I was interested in I wasn't I was still finding my way but it's definitely led out a path on what I want to do for my career 100%. I agree for me it was also confidence like the pin-ups were always daunting you know so I think having to come overly overly do the pin-ups over and over again it really did help build up confidence it really did help understand criticism and to improve our work. It was also, I mostly learned digital skills during this course, which I think will help me in long-term in all aspects in any job, because I've gained skills in both digitally and making things by model making and stuff. So I, yeah. Similar note, um, I think confidence is such a big thing in both departments because we're, we, we kind of have to sell our work to, to the tutors and in the future it would be to, you know, people that want to commission us to build their stuff. So I think that's probably almost universal throughout the school that confidence is um, something that we that we're we're always working on. And um, I feel the same way. I think I've definitely become a lot more confident in talking about my work. But I also feel like I've learned that there's so much more to learn. If you know, what I mean, I think the the main thing I've learned um, from the School of Architecture is sort of how to um, be really inspired by knowing that you don't know everything and there's so much more out there and that is kind of scary but it's also really exciting and inspiring and I think that's probably the main thing I'll take away uh, from the School of Architecture at Brighton. Carrying on with the learning is sort of learning about other subjects through architecture and, and interior architecture, sort of reading philosophy books which 18 year old me would laugh at quite a lot. Um, and then I guess at university, understanding how important the tutors are, um, regardless of the building you're in or the, the architecture, it's the tutors that are important. Um, yeah, they come above anything, mentioning no building projects in this explicitly, but uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, so we've done one cliched question. Should we do another one? Uh, what do you think you remember best from your time at the University of Brighton? I would say absolutely leading on from um, 
Alistair's last point is we're incredibly lucky in the School of Architecture, I'm sure in tears as well, as to um, how really dedicated and passionate our tutors are on the, the subject matter that they teach. And um, it just makes the biggest difference. And, and I found that really, really inspiring. I don't think I'll ever forget that, how, um, yeah, we're really lucky to have such a strong group of tutors who are really passionate about what they do. Yeah, I agree with Hannah, um, because most courses, they I've found that my friends in other courses, they don't even know their tutors personally, and our tutors know us personally, they know our projects. I feel like they're just as invested in our projects as we are, so someone who cares just as much as we do, I think that will be missed. It's so refreshing to be able to have a one-to-one -one tutorial when you're feeling so stuck, because was honestly the worst thing when you felt like you'd hit a wall and you didn't know how to progress and all of a sudden as soon as you'd had the tutorial it was like you were right back on track again you knew how to resolve it and when I feel like if they weren't as passionate that wouldn't have happened and you would still be kind of not really knowing what was happening um I think also another thing that um I remember about my time at uni is the friends I made um and how like tight-knit interior architecture is as a course and as a year. I think we're all really close and we all know each other. And it's been so um, rewarding to know everyone on the course on such a personal level. Yeah, we're very close as a community uh, that we go to do, you know, trips as well every year. So it's a very nice experience. It's my, I think it's the best experience I have at Brighton University um, and also because you know during the trips you can know different people and the different levels of educations as well um, and there you can actually learn about a different country and a different culture and why you are having fun I don't know if I, you know what I mean just a wicked place to be a student as well um, great pubs, good food, good night out, okay-ish houses, not too much mould, but yeah, it's been good. <laughs> not too much mould, just a little bit, just just the right amount. Okay, um, but what, what I'm interested to know, uh, to, to, to pick up actually from all of you, is that you, um, you, know, you work across different courses, but I mean, you all work around the sort of same sort of space and a lot of you know each other, and I guess that's kind of, that kind of more practical, those more practical courses, it's a bit different to a lot of the less practical courses where you wouldn't necessarily know someone in your same year doing a different course, even in your same school. Um, do you think that's quite, a, do you, that's something that you were kind of expecting when you got to university? You don't all need to answer this question, but I'm just wondering whether any of you've got, got any thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, I did a year of economics at another uni and I knew like five people. <laughs> so it was quite nice sort of knowing everyone. Um, yeah, no, it's been good. It's nice. I think um, before I came to university, I did a foundation course in art and design, and we all got split off into different um, groups, like 3D design or fine art. And even when I was there, it's we knew other people, but it wasn't to the same extent. It wasn't you weren't comfortable to just go up and have a conversation, talk about what you did at the weekend. Um, and I think. I don't know what it is at different universities, but definitely coming from coming from that to Brighton University, it was really refreshing. I did a foundation year in Milan, where I come from, 
um, and the actual studio, uh, there were 250 people. So, <laughs> so many people. So I knew a couple of them and that's it. So coming from that environment to here, it was a big change and it's like a, it's like home, isn't it? So I really, really like it. What have you all got lined up next? Um, or what, what do you all like to go and do next? What's the, what's the plan for everyone? I realize some plans might've been sort of turned upside down a little bit over the last couple of months, but I mean, long-term, what are you all hoping to do? Um, so ideally I would love to work up in London. Um, I've been working in Brighton for four years now, so um, I love it. I love the city, but I do really want to work somewhere new. Um, and I'd love to work in a firm. Uh, and then after get racking up a bit of experience, um, I'd love to travel out to Australia and work in Sydney for a year just to get some experience in a different country um, and how they work. And I love the city in general. So. For me, I think I want to try some different internships and volunteer work to see what I really enjoy doing. And from there, I think I'll take it and see where I'd like to work. My plan is still to um, try and get all the way through the, the, the long course to, to become an architect. But um, at the moment, I'd like to, I really want to try just living in a different, uh, well, if I could in a different country, but I think that's going to be a bit harder now. But I'd like to um, live and work somewhere new just to, um, just to get some more experience of what it, how other people appreciate the, the environment around them and really understand what that means to people in different cultures um, and how we as architects can, can learn from that. Um, so, yeah, I want to try and get a job in a practice um, this year but that might be that could be hard but that's still my aim for the moment and then on to masters I would like to gain a bit of work experience um, maybe through internships or even be a shadow of someone <laughs> um, I'm interested in temporary structures and materials research and I don't think I found a company in the UK that put these two elements together. So am I gonna, you know, look at some other companies abroad as well? Yeah, I guess trying to use COVID to like force me to do something maybe a bit different rather than just taking the usual route that would have been already hard before, but it's now a lot harder. Um, so, I mean, like everyone, I have no idea <laughs> what's gonna happen next, but it'll be fun. <laughs> That's great. And if you're looking to do those bits, uh, you know, another, in another country, then yeah, definitely do it before you start thinking of all the reasons why not to do it. Just do it. And I'm sure Jamila could probably, could probably back that up. I imagine. Is it good? Is it, was it a good thing to make that jump to come over to Brighton? Oh, definitely. Yes. Yes. Um, it's been three amazing years. Um, you know, um, I was a bit afraid because obviously um, my English wasn't very good and um, I don't know, it's a completely different country. So I didn't know how people would react and behave with me, you know. So, um, but at the end, it turned out to be the best experience. Cool. Yeah. Look, thank you so much to all of you for coming on. Wish you best of luck in 
whatever you choose to do over the next coming months. Really appreciate you coming on. Um, the School of Architecture and Design end of year show opens today. Link will be in the podcast description or you can go to architecture-design.brighton.ac.uk. We'll also feature some of the work on our social media channels over the coming week. Uh, coming weeks in fact uh, that's it for this week's podcast please do share review retweet uh, we're on youtube apple podcast spotify all the usual podcast providers thanks for listening and bye for now <laughs>